This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, making the world healthier and greener one day at a time. Welcome, everyone. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for joining me today. We all have a sixth sense, that knowing feeling in the deep down in the pit of our stomach. Most of the time we ignore it or we don't trust it. In fact, some of us don't even recognize it or know what that feeling is. My guest today is Lynn Nichols, and she is joining me to help me unpack that spidey sense that can help us and guide us to live a better life. Thank you so much for joining me, Lynn. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about my most favorite topic besides my kids. I have to interject that clause. Of course, me too. I love talking about my kids. But today we're going to talk about our intuition. And I feel like it's something that we should all kind of tap into, but we don't really know what it is. and We don't understand that feeling. Sometimes we can mistake that feeling for anxiety or fear or something else. So what is intuition. It's just such a subtle little tingle. And you're absolutely right. We sometimes just don't listen to it because it's so quick and so quiet. Intuition at its very basic, basic level is, you know, something without information or reasoning. And I always say, you know, you know, but you don't know how you know, you just know. And it's evolutionary. When you think back to the caveman days, they had to have some instincts about what was happening, what was going on. So we did develop it naturally. So instinct, intuition, all along the same lines. So we all have it. Absolutely. Do some of us know how to tap into it and use it better than others? And can we all get to the point where we can really use it to guide our daily lives? Oh, yes, we, we do all have it. But like anything in life, some people are better at it than others. So if you say, ask me to sing, sure, I could sing. Could I sing like Celine Dion? Absolutely not. Could I take singing lessons all my life and sing like Celine Dion? Sorry, absolutely not. So we all have different levels of that ability. So you, you enhance it to the best of your ability to enhance your life. And how would you suggest we practice, you know, getting to understand how we can use it and when we are experiencing it? Oh, that's a good question. I, I want to bring up, though, what you said before is like we have anxiety or fear. And I want to point out that intuition comes in without anxiety, without fear, with nothing. So for example, if you say your name in your head, just say your name in a thought. Can you do that? Mm -hmm. And you see how that came in just very quietly. There's no emotion. And that's how intuition sounds. It's very quick. So we can practice with things if we go from the concrete to the abstract. So for example, some of us are visual learners, some of us are auditory learners, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're a visual learner and I want to enhance my clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, I would look, look at this pen, examine it, the colors, the shape, then close my eyes and try to see it again. Next step, keep my eyes open and see it on the wall, in the air, on the back of my hand. So you try and enhance it that way or you could say your name, or let's, let's you and I try something and everybody listening can try it. You ready? Okay. Mm -hmm. so let's I'm, do it. I'm going to say a letter of the alphabet. 
you say the next letter. You say it, you hear it in your head. You don't have to say it out loud. Ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. A, C, E. Could you do that? Yep. You could hear it in your head. That's yeah. clear audience. So mm-hmm. that's how we enhance our clear hearing. Interesting. And there's it's it's a very interesting skill to have and a very very easy one to develop without spending a ton of money on courses or any money. So let's apply that to our daily lives. So let's say I'm in a situation or I'm experiencing a situation that I'm uncertain about. So whether let's use an example of a new job. I want to apply for a new job. I am tired of what I'm doing or I just feel the need for change. So I'm, I'm going to apply for various jobs. Can I use my intuition to help me make the best decision on, let's say I have a few options. So I got, you know, I got a call back for this job. I got a call back for that job. Can't I, can I use my intuition to help me make the right decision? Of course you can. Now, I do say that making the best decisions is based on information and intuition. So for the the example with a job, yes, you need to pay the bills. Yes, you need a certain amount of income. Yes, you need certain benefits. So of course that has to factor in. However, if you have two jobs offering the same thing, you could just, you sit back and you quickly, quickly, because you do not want to think about it too much. Picture yourself in one role. How do I feel? What's my first, like you said, gut instinct, spidey sense? Okay, let it go. Let me picture the next one. Let me picture myself in the setting. Let me hear the sounds around me. How do I feel there? And you will know. And if it's so quiet, you can't hear it, let it go and try again later. Maybe you've had a busy day and your mind is just so cluttered with what to make for dinner and when am I going to pick kids up? So you don't, you do not need to meditate per se, but you do need a clear mind that's not running in 50 different directions. Can we use it in our personal lives for relationships? Oh, of course. It, it It spans the gamut when it comes to it because relationships are a little tougher because there's a lot of emotions involved. So I, I did write an article called Intuidating that I posted <laughs> on, hey, it works, <laughs> on medium.com because... A lot of time, people were having difficulties meeting someone because we're ignoring that, no, I don't like them. And then we're we're bound to be so nice. But because relationships are so emotional, you have to get out of your own way. You have to take wishful thinking off the board and say, how do I feel? And allow something quickly to come in. Anything, anything that's highly emotional, what I always suggest is do some have your question ready and do something that is is monotonous that you do all the time and that your mind can get lost in it so washing the dishes now get lost in the bubbles or walking going for a walk look at the leaves in the trees and when your mind has floated off to those leaves or those bubbles quickly throw your question in and wait for that quick wait for the quick quiet answer and you'll have your answer And so it's really important to be in a quiet state where your mind isn't cluttered, you know, 
at work or with other obligations. You should find the quiet time in your day. Use it almost like a meditative opportunity. Ask the question and then wait to see what feelings or what words come to you. Mm -hmm. If it's something you need an answer like quickly, though, you have to learn to do this on the fly and you want your intuition to react on demand. It's like, how do I feel about this? Mm, Not good or "Mm, really good. So you want to be able to connect to it very quickly and don't ask the questions out loud. You just look really weird in public. (laughs) That is so true. Um, When it comes to understanding the difference between our intuition and anxiety. Now, I know you're not, this is not what you, you know, do and you're not giving advice, but sometimes we mistake anxiety for an intuitive sense. How do you distinguish those two? Intuition will say one thing or a small sentence and then it will be done. Anxiety will will concoct a whole story and several stories and it may spiral up or down. So if, for example, let's put a good spin on it. I know I'm going to win the lottery is what some people say, right? I know I'm going to win. And then when I win, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. That might be your wishful thinking, but, oh gosh, I can't, you know what? I'm going to lose my house and then I'm going to have to live on the street and then I'm going to have to do this. And that's your anxiety. So if it's, and then, and then, and then that's your emotions getting in the way because intuition doesn't, doesn't have emotion. So basically, it could be basically we're just expecting a quick yes or no. So should I do this? Yes. Do I, you know, do I want to do this? No. And so that should be as quick response to your intuition or your spidey sense. It doesn't have to be an elaborate, you know, like circus. Oh, no, no, no. And and for those people who don't hear or see things, trust how your body feels. So it's how does your stomach, where do you feel things when you feel bad? Do you get tight in the throat? Do you get sick in the tummy? But it won't make you feel like you're going to throw up. It'll just be this subtle, oh, my tummy doesn't feel good. Or my throat feels a little tight. And that's their no, if they feel things better than they see things or they hear things. And a, a, one thing too, following up on your question about having, on anxiety, if you're open all the time, that's going to cause anxiety and depression because you feel you feel like you're just buzzing all the time and you're picking up on everything. When we're practicing using our intuition, it's kind of like building muscle. So don't expect to be perfect at it the first time you decide to use your intuition and say, oh, I, how do I make this decision? The more we do it, the more we practice, it becomes like a skill. The more you practice, the better you become. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't go to the gym once and expect to be jacked, right? So the best way to do intuition, because none of us have all these hours to dedicate to things anymore. So weave it into your day. So for example, if you're sitting in your car at a traffic light and there's people whizzing by, so just very quickly say, oh, she's pretty happy. Oh, he had a bad day. Oh, she just got laid. Oh, he just got divorced. So you'll never get validated, but it trains your brain to tune in and tune out, tune in and tune out. I personally think that we all kind of naturally do this, but aren't aware of it. And when we can start to be aware of that, that that's what we're doing when we're tuning in. First of all, I always start with my own family. So, you know, it's either a 
group text message at the end of the day, how was your day when I know everybody's kind of gathering again, depending on the response, I, al- I, I already know what kind of a day everybody had. So I kind of use it to gauge how I'm going to, you know, how the rest of the night is going to go. Who needs, you know, quiet time? Who needs family time? Who needs a little conversation? I feel like that's how I can practice using my intuition to help my family life run a bit more smoothly. That's great. That's and yeah. yeah, and another important point, I feel like we could probably use it in our workplace as well. So you can gauge how to handle coworkers if you're, you know, management level, how to co- how to handle your employees. Are do you recommend that we can use it for all of that? Oh, for oh, for sure. Because and again, emotions get in the way, and you know, work is busy, and there's a lot of personalities at work that we're not used to dealing with. So it takes that quick question, how should I deal with this? What is my best response to this? So that's important that you without going, I'm going to smack her in the face. Like that's, that's anxiety. That's just like, so it's, what's the best response to this? You, You will pick up on it. And it's a matter of, again, getting out of your own way, which is the toughest thing to do, I think. So you, that takes practice before intuition starts to come into play. And is that another way that we can understand how important it is to set our boundaries? Because when you're setting boundaries using an intuitive skill where you're like, you know what, I, I don't feel like participating in this. Um, I don't want to be involved in, with this group. That is another way that we can help to kind of ease some of the pressures of daily life. Oh, yes. Because at the end of the day, you want to be happy and you want to do what's best for you. And I mean that I don't mean that in a selfish way. But if you keep taking on, you know, all that stuff, you're going to get depressed. You're going to have you won't sleep. Your health is going to suffer. So, of course, you can use your intuition for that. And what you know, how far your intuition will tell you, your body will tell you when you've had enough and what when to set the boundary and the boundary can doesn't have to be mean or nasty it could be just very oh look at the time or oh my daughter just texted me i gotta go so however way you want to handle that it's up to you i will definitely try those tips on that note when we come back energy vampires do they really exist this is the wellness prescription on 105.9 the region stay with us Connect with us on Twitter at 1059 The Region or call 416 335 1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 1059 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Lynn and I discussed building your intuitive skills. It is much like going to the gym and building muscle memory. But I want to spend some time discussing energy vampires. Lynn, do they actually exist? And what are they and who are they? Well, (laughs) yes, they do. Energy vampire, as the term states, is not a clinical diagnosis. There's nothing chemically wrong with their brains, but it is someone who it's, it's just a very scary, intimidating word for someone who zaps your energy, like literally leaves you feeling drained after every conversation, after any interaction. And if it's some people you're walking toward, if you immediately feel like, oh, crap, here they come, that's 
your energy vampire. Just because your energies don't click, um, it doesn't mean that they may not click with somebody else. So it's not about placing judgment. It's about being aware that you are protecting yourself. So at all costs, we protect our own energy. And with any relationship, whether it be family or friends or this random energy vampire, I always look to it as a mirror of myself, like what in them do I not like? And how am I like that in my life? And then I try and heal that in my life. If I find they're too needy, where am I being too needy? I'll try and fix it. It's like, oh, I'm asking my dog for too many pets. Okay, that's a little too much, too needy. So I'll try and fix it. But a lot of energy vampires aren't intentional. So it's just that friend who seems, everybody has somebody that seems to just attract chaos and drama, and then they need to unload on somebody. And by the end, you're, you're just rubbing your temples and, and as much as you want to help them and as much as you love them, your energy's gone. In handling an energy vampire, what would you say would be the best advice to give the person who is experiencing the energy drain? Oh, that I guess it depends on the relationship. Like, is it a coworker or a boss you can't get away from? Then we'll talk about that. But if, if it's someone you can be, uh, you can avoid, perfect. You can slowly distance yourself from, perfect. You can set boundaries like you mentioned before. And that could be, oh, sure, I'll meet you for coffee, but I only have half an hour, is that okay? And then you lower your expectations of the conversation, knowing you're not going to get what you need out of it. I'm not meaning to be selfish, but you know what to expect. And there is something that people use that's very handy to use with narcissists, and it's called the gray rock method. So you do not escalate the conversation. You do not say, oh, tell me more. Your your reactions are basically, oh, mm-hmm, I see very short and quick. So you're not escalating it. You, when they're not getting anything off of your energy, they'll be less likely to come for you again. Right. That's a really good point. So you're basically involved in a conversation, but you're not involving yourself in the conversation. Yes, exactly. Okay. So you're not offering opinions or feedback. You're literally just a sounding board. So technically, the person who is draining your energy without intention, of course, doesn't really need you to respond, just needs somebody to speak to or at or towards. And it's always all about them, all about them, because they can't, they, they can't factor in anybody else's situation. They just need to talk about themselves. So if you go in, like I said, expecting that, you won't feel as drained. And if you don't escalate the conversation and get them to talk more, you won't feel as drained. And the best thing is, if you can, is to avoid them altogether. Right. And I feel like most of us need to almost have permission to be okay with that and to you know, focus on setting boundaries. I, I don't think there's a better word to describe it. We must set boundaries to protect ourselves. Because I think if we're protecting ourselves, then we're not enabling the other person to, um, you know, drain your energy and they'll move on to somebody else who they might click with a little bit better. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. 
Do you find that a lot in your work as an intuitive that people are just struggling with how to set boundaries, how to understand their own intuition? And if we kind of tried more to tap into it, we could make better decisions and feel less stressed about our lives. The world is just this whirlwind these days and everybody feels like they need to go, go, go. Nobody's giving themselves time to rest. So when I, when I do my readings, I try and weave into the reading how I'm getting the answer. And not that everybody needs to do it my way, but I'll, I'll, I'll give them, okay, so you ask about your partner. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to picture your partner's name and I'm going to see what it does and how I feel. And so I, I guide them through the reading with some intuition tips along the way. So hopefully when they go back home, they can use those for themselves. What I do like, I like that you noted and you commented that when you're dealing with somebody who is draining your energy and uh, or somebody who has narcissistic personality traits, that you use them as a mirror to evaluate your own behavior. So maybe the term I used, energy vampire, probably doesn't sound very nice, but basically we can use them to teach us something about ourselves. Right. But energy vampire is an absolutely correct <laughs> okay. term. As scary as it is, they do literally suck the life out of you. <laughs> and, and you just have to learn to avoid if you can, protect if you can't, and use them as uh, to, to make yourself a better person. So interesting, I was learning a lot more about you when we decided to have an interview. And I noticed that you do this thing where you do doodling on a piece of paper. And then you ask uh, people to pick out three of the words that pop out. Now, can we use that? Can we do that with ourselves for ourselves? Oh, absolutely. And I'm not talking about automatic writing because there is no ghost holding your hand, <laughs> making you write things. Okay. But you, you can, um, sometimes when it's just, uh, just too emotional and um, you, you need to get it out. And if there's nobody to get it out, you grab a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil, not your, not your computer, not your phone. It's got to flow from your brain and out your hand, write your question, write whatever you need, very succinctly at the top of the page and just start doodling. You can just do, I used to do spirals. I used to do the letter L. I used to do anything that's flowy, the letter S, the number eight. And then when you're feeling right into that letter, you read your question and see what starts to write. They might be one sentence. They might be a paragraph. You might write a novel. But writing certainly helps. It's funny because after I started learning more about you, I realized that couple, probably a few days before, a week before, I don't remember the exact timeline, I was having a bit of a you know stressful day. Like I was tired, I was overworked, and I was on a phone meeting with somebody. And in this conversation, I kind of felt more relaxed and I had a pad of paper in front of me. By the end of the conversation, do you know what I had drawn without even knowing it, without even paying attention? Oh. I had a whole page of hearts. I was just drawing hearts, drawing hearts the whole time. I didn't even, I wasn't aware of it until I was done. After the conversation, I went back to grab something from my home office and my son and my daughter were both there and they kind of they probably intuitively knew that I was having a stressful day and they both came to me and they said, you know, mom, we love you. And they gave me a great big hug and, um, you know, went off to do their own thing. When I got back into my office, I saw that sheet of paper 
And I saw the hearts again. And I thought, after learning more about how you are doing your own thing, I thought, wow, that was a sign that all I needed to hear was that somebody loved me today. And right. So I feel like I felt so pleased and I felt so much less stressed. And I thought, ah, my day was stressful as it was, is done. It's over. And I know that I'm loved elsewhere. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll start drawing pages of dollar signs <laughs> and, and, and Caribbean islands. I hope that I hope that works because if that's the case, I'll be drawing them all uh, all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that. That's actually a really interesting point. So I guess everybody wants to know: Can you will yourself to win the lottery? No, no. Okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> nice everybody. But and and people always ask, and they always say, "Well, if you're so psychic, why why haven't you won the lottery?" Well, you know what? I wish I could. It's not in my plan, so to say. So if you're not meant to win the lottery, you're not going to. I have told about five or six people over the course of my career, which I've been doing this since 2005. I've told them they're going to win and I give them the time frame and they do win. So I get the random bottle of wine dropped off at my office. <laughs> but but what I do tell people is, though, even if there's not money in your life or lottery in your life plan, there's always money. And not that money is the be all end all, but it does make life a little easier. So you can say, just say it to the air, do your best Cuba Gooding Jr. impression and say, get me the money, please. When we're focusing on avoiding the energy vampires and we redirect our energy to focusing on attracting the good stuff, does it kind of work where the universe helps you out with that? So you're not intentionally being mean or cutting somebody off, but you're setting a boundary, you're, you know, you're kind of dismissing the ties that gives you more time to focus on all the other stuff that you want to attract into your life. Right. It's like weeding your garden. You pull out the weeds and you let the good grass grow in or the good flowers grow Mm -hmm. in. So, And when the proverbial universe sees that you're making steps toward improving your life, what do you get? More improvements to your life. So they will give you, or I keep saying they, like there's a group of people, but you will get um, opportunities. You have to be in, I don't want to say in tune, like you might miss them, but you have to be aware of what they are and take advantage of them. Because some are very subtle, just like your intuition. Mm -hmm. They open doors and it's like, it's up just a little bit and it's up to you to open it the rest of the way and take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. So basically you're saying that everything that we do and experience in our lives is all interconnected. So stemming from our intuition, stemming from our setting our boundaries, stemming from attracting good things Mm -hmm. and happy things to our lives. It's Mm -hmm. all interconnected. It absolutely is. And in saying that, I don't want people to feel pressured to be happy all the time because that's just not normal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're having a sad day or if you you feel like punching a pillow, Mm -hmm. go go ahead. Like you can't be happy all the time. That's not going to interfere with it because we're human. We're allowed to have emotions. But as long as you don't sit there and dwell in it, Mm -hmm. there's always there's always a silver lining. There always is. I love that. And I think that's great advice. If there is one last tip that you would love to give listeners on how to, you know, um, understand their lives, how to make better choices, what would that be? I would say notice it. So you have to catch it coming in, acknowledge it. So you've got to hold it and then listen. 
listen to it and follow through. Amazing. Lynn, thank you so much for joining me today. If listeners want to learn more more about you or they want to doodle with you, how can they do that and where can they find you? So you can, I have my website, lynnnichols.com. It's it's very basic. Most of what I do online is on Instagram, which is at lynnnichols underscore intuition expert or Facebook, lynnnichols dash intuition expert. And that will lead you to, you know, Instagram's threads or onto TikTok or whatever millions of platforms there are. So I look forward to seeing everybody on those for some intuition development activities and the free readings I do every Tuesday. I have three other events coming in September, October, which are uh, smaller groups. And it's where I am there giving messages to the people in the audience. And it's so fun. And there's lots and lots of laughter. There's a few tears, but they're always for a good reason. Amazing. And you can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Makiela or my website, ClaudiaMakiela.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. I hope this helps you live your best life. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.